Hello, it's Greg Perry, the historic preservationist. Uh, Tonight's episode is Franklin Roosevelt. Continuing. His personal life. While known for his position as a statesman, FDR also had a family, a career, and hobbies. Like any other young person, he avoided his parents at times, maintained a healthy social life, and shot glances at the girl on the train when he thought she was not watching. All his experiences as a human led to his achievements as a public figure. Franklin's relationship with his parents is rocky at times. His mother was protective to an excessive point. While he attempted, attended Harvard, she moved to Boston to be closer to her son. Later, when Franklin's father died, his mother forced herself into his space, wanting to maintain a larger role in her son's life. At this point, Roosevelt was beginning to come into his own personhood, which included forming closer relationships to women at his own age, and his mother found their affections as rivals to her own, providing a great annoyance and hindrance to Franklin's social life. About women, Roosevelt said, nothing is more pleasing to the eye than a good-looking lady, nothing more refreshing to the spirit than the company of one, nothing more flattering to the ego than the affection of one. Therefore, it is understandable that he wanted to distance himself from his mother, wanting independence as she criticized everyone he dated. It was no different when Franklin determined whom he would marry. He met Anna Eleanor Roosevelt, the 11th of October, 1888, she was born, to the 7th of November, 1962. The woman who would later become his wife in 1902 on a train to Trivoli, New York, the daughter of Elliot Bullock Roosevelt and Anna Rebecca Hall of the Livingston family. Anna Eleanor and Franklin were 15th cousins. Once removed, Eleanor was nearly six feet tall and slender with blonde hair and blue eyes. People note that she had buck teeth, which made her voice shrill and high-pitched. But Franklin said he barely noticed this because she was so smart and so mature, and they made a great team. They were quickly engaged in 1903, Franklin at the age of 22 years, and Eleanor 19. Eleanor Roosevelt told a cousin, I shall never be able to hold him. He is too attractive, which was an unfortunate pre-notion that came true many, many times throughout the years they were married. They exchanged vows on March 17, 1905 in New York City. Although Franklin's mother was strictly opposed to the marriage, not because she disliked Eleanor, but rather because she believed her son was too young to tie himself down into a marriage. She spent many hours up until the wedding attempting to convince them to break the engagement. Roosevelt wrote his mother a letter that said, Dearest Mama, I know my own mind, have known it for a long time. Result, I am the happiest man just now in the world, likewise the luckiest. And for you, dear Mommy, you know that nothing can ever change what we have and always has been, and it will always be with each other. He told her that she would not lose a son out of her life, but rather gain a new daughter. Later, Eleanor recalled that Sarah was determined to bend 
our marriage to the way she wanted it to be. After marrying, Franklin and Eleanor took residence in Springwood, the family's estate at Hyde Park. Franklin's mother continued to badger the young couple, frequently visiting and staying for long bouts of time, firmly claiming it as her own home. Eleanor said Springwood was very much like home and, for the chicks, ideal, she said. I was the only visitor, she recalls, that the servants placed two chairs near the fireplace, one labeled Franklin and the other labeled Sarah. Additionally, Franklin and Eleanor had a house in New York City, but his mother maintained a twin house beside it with connections on every floor. Sarah decorated the houses without asking Eleanor's opinion, and because of this, Eleanor never felt truly comfortable calling the house her own. She said that Sarah would enter the home unexpectedly at any time. You were never quite sure when she would appear, day or night, between Eleanor and Sarah, rested a palpable tension. Once at a dinner party, Sarah Roosevelt told her daughter-in-law, if you just run your comb through your hair once in a while, dear, you look so much nicer. In addition to the mother issues they suffered, one large difference rested between Franklin and his new wife, Eleanor. While Roosevelt enjoyed social life and upper-class interactions, Eleanor preferred solitude. Some thought her rather prudish, which was exacerbated by her opinion that sexual intercourse was an ordeal to just be endured their entire marriage. Regardless of their differences, Franklin and Eleanor had six children. Anna Eleanor Roosevelt, James Roosevelt II, Franklin Roosevelt, Elliot Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr., and John Aspinwell Roosevelt II. Eleanor said, I was certainly not the ideal mother at all. It did not come naturally to me to understand little children or nor to enjoy them. She read in one parenting book that young children require open, fresh air, therefore she hung a basket made of chicken wire and wood outside a window in her home and placed Anna and James in the basket so they could breathe in the outside air. When neighbor heard their crying, they threatened to call the Society for Prevention to Cruelty of Children. Eleanor went through many similar mishaps in the process of rearing her children. Many of the children later noted that their mother was not always emotionally present. Anna said she was very critical, very demanding, and very difficult to be with. Similarly, Franklin Jr. said she did her duty, but she didn't love us. <clears throat> Furthermore, Elliot noted, none of us children in our growing up years had turned to her for comfort, guidance, or protection. We saw her principally as an austere, rather distant woman who seldom could communicate with us. Wrapping up these thoughts, James claimed that their mother did not know how to let the children love her. As with many children, all of Franklin and Eleanor's children were very different. Although their third child, Franklin Roosevelt, died of heart disease soon after birth. Anna Eleanor Roosevelt, the 3rd of May, 1906 to December 1, 1975, the first child, grew to be a writer. She published two children's books in the 1930s and worked as a newspaper editor at the Seattle Post-Intelligencer with her second husband, Clarence Bottinger and at a magazine called Babies Just Babies. After an unsuccessful first marriage, 
she lived with her parents at the White House until she married again. At her father's request, she moved back into the White House in 1944 and served as First Lady while her mother was busy elsewhere with other causes and political activities. In February of 1945, she traveled with Franklin to the Yalta Conference to meet Joseph Stalin and Winston S. Churchill for discussions on Europe's post-war reorganization. After her father's death, Anna and her husband made many attempts to stay in the world of journalism, but unfortunately failed severely. They divorced in 1949, and Bottinger, who suffered from depression, jumped from a New York hotel window 30 stories, dying in 1950. In 1952, Anna married again, and she and her husband, James Addison Halsted, a physician within the Veterans Administration, moved off and around, following education and job opportunities. Eventually, Anna returned to the political realm and was appointed to the Children's Advisory Council on the Status of Women by John F. Kennedy in 1963. She worked in politics until she retired in 1971 and remained active in many organizations until she died of throat cancer in 1975. James, as he was known, Jimmy Roosevelt II, born the 23rd of December 1907 through the 13th of August 1991, followed his father through the Groton School and Harvard College. Afterward, he entered the Boston University School of Law and then started his own insurance agency. Franklin and Sargent, but resigned from the firm in 1937 when he went to work for the White House as the secretary to the president. Considered one of his father's most vital advisors, time suggested that Jimmy Roosevelt was the assistant president of the United States. In 1938, allegations arose stating that he used his position in the White House to steer business to his own insurance firm, which became known as Jimmy's Godded Affair. He published an income, his published income tax returns, and he denied the claims. Eventually, the rumors died down. When World War II began, Jimmy was commissioned as a captain in the Marine Corps and left for active duty in November of 1940. For his father, he traveled on a secret mission in 1941 to let world leaders know that the United States would soon join the war. Jimmy spent the rest of his life after and through the war in politics, and suffered the backlash from many allegations within the private and public eye. The last surviving child of Franklin and Eleanor, he died in 1991 of complications from a stroke and Parkinson's. Elliot Roosevelt, the 23rd of September 1910 through the 27th of October 1990, attended the Hun School of Princeton and Groton School. Following in his family's footsteps, he served as the United States Army Air Force as an American aviation official and wartime officer. As per his studies in aviation, Elliot made many advances in night photography and meteorological data gathering while in his position as a reconnaissance commander. Like his brother, Elliot also suffered from political allegations, primarily the claim of him using government funds inappropriately. Elliot married five times in his life, and he wrote numerous books about his family before his death. Franklin Delano Roosevelt Jr., the 17th of August, 1914, through the 17th of August, 1988, 
also attended the Groton School, Harvard, and the University of Virginia School of Law. The family considered him to be the most FDR-like in both appearance and behavior. James Roosevelt wrote, Franklin is, one, is the one who came closest to being another FDR. He had his father's looks, his speaking voice, his smile, his charm, his charisma. Franklin Jr. was a lawyer, politician, and a businessman. In 1940, he was commissioned to the United States Navy Reserve, and he served as a junior naval officer in World War II from 1945-49 to 1955. He served as a United States congressman and was the first chair of the Equal Unemployment Opportunity Commission. Additionally, he was a two-time candidate for governor of New York. Like his brother, Franklin married five times in his life. Franklin and Eleanor's final child, John Aspen Roosevelt, the 13th of March, 1916, to the 27th of April, 1981, was the only one who avoided politics. The family agreed that John was the least like his father. James Roosevelt wrote that John had the smoothest, least exciting life of all of us, and that he was the most thoughtful and businesslike of any of us. Before he entered the war, he attended Harvard like many of his family members. Peter Collier, Roosevelt biographer, notes, when he was a junior at Harvard, his father got him a summer job working in the forests of Tennessee for the Tennessee Valley Authority. At the end of the, of the experience, his supervisor first compelled to write Eleanor to say that her youngest son seemed to believe in the psychology of making one's way by influence, an association rather by hard work and personal achievement. Therefore, he took the gains of his family's political endeavors, but chose to avoid that of the world. Against his will, John entered the United States Navy in 1941. James Roosevelt said, John was the only one of us who had no opportunity to lead a fighting unit. Yet he, too, served under fire. Assigned as a lieutenant in the Navy Supply Corps, he persuaded his father to get him transferred from shore to sea duty. He served aboard the aircraft carrier Wasp in the war zone, winning the Bronze Star and promotion to the lieutenant commander for his actions while a ship was being gunned down. After his father's death, John detected, defected from the Democratic Party, furthering from his already distant family. Like his siblings, John had a propensity for divorce and married twice before his death. Although the Roosevelt family had houses in New York City, the District of Columbia, and the Campobello Island, their children spent much of their childhood time in their grandmother's house at Hyde Park, which provided a brief getaway from their parents' busy worlds. Anna Roosevelt said, Hyde Park was very definitely my favorite place in life. Hyde Park was home and the only place I ever thought I could feel completely at home. Franklin spent some time with his family in Hyde Park, but always for brief bouts. Once he wrote to Eleanor, I do not wish the holiday had been much longer and less interrupted while it lasted. I felt Tuesday as if I was really getting back to earth again, and I know it is hard for both of us to lead this kind of life, but it is a little kind of a drug habit almost impossible to stop. 
Although both parents loved their children dearly, they did not always get along during their own marriage. During their time together, Franklin had numerous affairs with other women, which drove a wedge between him and his wife. One of his affair partners was Lucy Mercer, Eleanor Roosevelt's social secretary. Lucy Mercer was hired in 1914, and the affair is believed to have started somewhere around the middle of 1916, when Franklin was 34 years of age and Mercer was 25. Historians Joseph Persico and Hazel Raleigh claim that the affair probably started when Eleanor and the children were vacationing at Campobello Island. Franklin began including Lucy Mercer in his yacht parties in 1917. Events that Eleanor Roosevelt often did not attend since she was relatively uninterested in social gatherings. Additionally, after Mercer left the Roosevelt household, she enlisted in the United States Navy, where she was assigned to FDR's office, as he was the assistant secretary to the Navy. In this capacity, they continued to see each other privately. In this space, as this space existed, an odd relationship that involved both Roosevelt's and Mercer evolved. Eleanor surely knew about the affair since it caused rampant gossip throughout Washington. It is almost impossible to consider that she never heard the rumors that circulated, especially since others knew about and sometimes encouraged the relationship. Alice Roosevelt Longworth often invited Mercer and Franklin to dinner together, (coughs) saying that he deserved a good time. He was married to Eleanor. Eleanor Roosevelt unearthed Franklin and Lucy Mercer's relationship near the end of World War I in September of 1918, when Franklin returned home from inspecting the war zone in Europe in his position as Assistant Secretary of the Navy. In his luggage, Eleanor found a packet of incriminating letters that established a long-standing affair. She confronted Franklin, and the married couple considered divorce, but pressures from their family political and financial needs urged them to remain together. Henceforth, Franklin promised not to see Lucy Mercer again, although that was quite the empty promise. From then on, Eleanor considered their marriage one of politics' most necessary partnerships. James Roosevelt described the marriage as an armed truce that endured until the day he died. When Roosevelt's mother found out about the scandal, She promised she would not give her son another dollar. If he divorced his wife, a a divorce would have ruined Franklin's political career totally. Eleanor later said, I have the memory of an elephant. I can forgive, but I can never forget. Of course, Franklin soon negated his promise to his wife that he would not see Mercer again since he and Lucy began speaking to and seeing each other again in 1941. Their relationship was so heavily involved that during Franklin's presidency, Lucy Mercer's codename with the Secret Service was Mrs. Johnson. They saw each other on and off again for the rest of Roosevelt's life. She was with Franklin on the day he died at his bedside. Additionally, Elliot Roosevelt claims that his father was engaged in a 24-year affair with Marguerite Missy Lehand his private secretary. This relationship garners debate whether many historians, 
Hazel Rowley claims there is no doubt that Franklin's relationship with Missy was romantic. Regardless, Rowley notes that the president's physical disability likely kept the relationship from consumption. Biographer Doris Kearns Goodwin argues that beneath the complexity, it is absolutely clear that Franklin was the love of Missy's life and that he adored her and depended on her for her affection and her support as well as for his own work. Historian Doug Week considers the children's input. Some Roosevelt historians insist that FDR and Lahan's relationship was never consummated. Eleanor and the children accepted the relationship, which speaks for its innocence. Sarah Roosevelt spoke favorably of Missy's family and upbringing. Years later, only Elliot, of all the children, would declare that it had not been as benign as historians would like to have believed. The story does not stop with Missy Lahand. James Roosevelt goes on to say that there is a real possibility that a romantic relationship existed between his father and the Princess Martha of Sweden. During World War II, she resided in the White House, and aides referred to her as the president's girlfriend. As of now, there was no guaranteed way to determine the status between the two people. In light of the infidelity, Eleanor distanced herself from Franklin. After she learned of the Mercer affair, Eleanor stopped acting as Franklin's wife and engaged more heavily in social and political work that did not involve her husband. Additionally, she moved into another house in Hyde Park, trying to put physical distance between them. When Roosevelt's health began failing to a critical point, he asked Eleanor to move back in with him, but she refused. When studying Roosevelt, historians may find it easy to judge judge him based solely on his interactions with women outside of his marriage. He certainly did a few things that raised the eyebrows of high society. But it is important to remember that Franklin was a person outside of his marriage and affairs, as was Eleanor. They both had hobbies and worries that reflected those of anyone else, famous or unknown, and the two both had families with rich histories. FDR's paternal family gained their fortune through the New York trade and real estate markets. Warren Delano Jr., Roosevelt's maternal grandfather, was also successful. He found his wealth in the China trade as he marketed opium and tea. Therefore, Roosevelt did not grow up in a poor situation. Many would say he held quite a large influence when considering his family background. The Roosevelt family's claim to fame did not end here, though many people are aware of another famous Roosevelt. While Franklin attended Harvard, his fifth cousin, Theodore T.R. Roosevelt Jr., was voted in as the 26th President of the United States, and the younger Franklin Delano Roosevelt admired his leadership and enthusiasm within his capacity. A little animosity began building, though, because Franklin, in his role as Democrat, Democrat campaigned for T.R.'s opponent, William Jennings Byron. One family member stated, to be a Roosevelt was to be something distinctive, usually vital and energetic often brilliant, generally intolerant, and always highly vocal. 
they were openly and zealously critical of each other. Regardless, Theodore Roosevelt claimed to Sarah Roosevelt, I am so fond of that boy, I'd be shot for him. Their relationship was great at times, distant at others. Franklin held many interests elsewhere as well, and his career outside politics was quite lucrative, to say the least. In 1908, a short time after graduating from Harvard, he accepted a job with Carter, Layden, and Milburn, a Wall Street firm in which he dealt mainly with corporate law. In fact, Franklin rose from a long line of well-to-do family members who dabbled in multiple hobbies and societies. As one of the oldest Dutch families in New York, the Roosevelts engaged in numerous cultural and business ventures outside of politics. It was not unusual to find Franklin at events hosted by the Sons of the American Revolution, since one of his ancestors, Isaac Roosevelt, served within the New York militia during the American War of Independence. Franklin joined this organization during his presidency and relished the involvement immensely. In 1911, Franklin was initiated into the Independent Order of Odd Fellows and the secret world of the Freemasons of New York City. In 1934, he rose to the status of Grand Master within the Masonic Lodge. Later, Franklin saw his own sons initiated into the Freemasons. Roosevelt said to me, The ceremonies of Freemasonry in this state of ours, especially these later ones that I have taken part in, always make me wish that more Americans in every part of our land could become connected with our fraternity. Collectively, was something Roosevelt pushed heavily. He wanted the approval of his country and unity within his life for the most part.